Hi, I'm Liz from Liz Gets Loaded. That's the money kind of loaded, but this is the show where I sit in my closet, drink wine, and talk about money and anxiety. I have both. And I'm kind of over it. Like I'm just, this year has had its ups and downs and its challenges. And from a money perspective, I feel like I've just been setting cash on fire for the whole year. So I am feeling ready for 2023. And one of the things that I was looking at for 2023 is the newly updated limits for tax advantaged accounts. So you're only allowed to put a certain amount of money into your 401k, into your IRA, into your HSA. And usually that that amount goes up either every year or every other year. And so I was looking at what the increases were for next year. And as always, there's there's two sides of the coin, right? There's the straight numbers and then there's the feelings. So let's talk about the numbers and then let's talk about the feelings. So I like to max out the three tax advantage accounts that I have available to me, the 401k, the IRA, and the HSA. The 401k max is going up by a lot. It's going from 20,500 this year to 22,500 next year. So an increase of $2,000. Um, there's also a possibility to do catch up contributions and like a mega backdoor Roth IRA when it comes to the 401k. I don't have access to either of those options. So I'm just talking about like your plain, regular, straightforward employee contribution max. And then uh, the HSA contribution limits are going up too. So in 2022, the maximum for an individual is 36.50, and for a family, it's 7,300. Again, not counting catch-up contributions. And then next year, it's going to go up to 38.50 for individuals and 77.50 for family coverage. So individuals will get to put an, ex- an extra $200 into their HSA, and families will get to put an extra $350 into their HSA. And then again, catch contributions. Uh, those apply for people who are 55 and older. And that is not me. So I don't think about that very much. I will say if you're maxing out your HSA, this is just an aside. Like if you're using your HSA as a retirement account, that's what I'm doing. I max out my HSA and then I don't spend the money in that account. I have it invested and I hang on to my medical receipts and I'm planning on reimbursing myself in early retirement or late retirement. I don't know. I haven't decided that. But one thing that's smart that I think not that many people do or know about is using a limited purpose FSA for dental and vision. Like I know that I'm going to have to go get a cleaning every year on the dental side. And I know I'm going to have to buy new glasses and contacts every year um, on the vision side. And so you can have an HSA and then at the same time have a limited purpose FSA. And that limited purpose means like the limited purpose means you can only use it for dental and vision. So like I do my normal thing with my HSA, max it out, keep my medical receipts. But then I also put however much I think I'm going to spend on dental and vision into my limited purpose FSA because that's also a tax advantage account. It's not as good because it's one of those use it or lose it by the end of the year things. But in any case, if you didn't follow any of that, it's fine. <laughs> like just if you're maxing out your HSA for retirement purposes and you also have predictable dental and vision expenses, look into a limited purpose FSA or like send me a DM or an email and I'm happy to nerd out with you on that. Okay. I digress. That was like a long tangent actually. Okay. So we talked about 401k limit is going up $2,000, going up by a couple hundred bucks for the HSA. And then the IRA is also going from 6,500. Nope. 
going to 6,500 from 6,000. So that's an extra 500 bucks. So if you're an individual person, you're getting about $2,700 more that you could potentially put into tax advantage accounts. And if you're a couple, you're getting $5,450 more that you could put into tax advantaged accounts versus what was available to you in 2022. And in a very real way, that's great. And in a very real way, that can bring some stress. All right, on to the feelings portion of the conversation. So I remember first hearing about the maximums for these accounts and thinking like, who is worried about hitting that maximum? Like, what do you mean the most you can put in into your 401k is 15,000 or 18,000 or whatever it was then? Like who just has that much money sitting around to spare. And I have a really distinct memory of hearing someone on some kind of call-in show on the radio who was like, hey, what should I do if I've maxed out my IRA and my 401k and my HSA and I still have money left over? How should I invest this money? And I just thought that is so wild. Like I will never in my life be there. Like what a beyond believability, like what a fantastically wealthy person this must be. This must be. But as my income grew, I was like, well, all right, this maybe I could max out like one of these. And the first year I maxed out my 401k, I think was when the limit was 18,500. And it it felt like a stretch, but I was so proud that I did it. And then when I learned at the end of the year that the limit was gonna go up to 19,000 the next year, I was like, oh, dang it. Now I have to find an extra $500 somewhere if I wanna keep hitting this goal. I was kind of bummed. But anyways, um, oh, by the way, so I was just looking these numbers up to make sure I had the right numbers in front of me when I started talking. Did you know the 401k is so young? I don't know. Just think to yourself, like how long you think 401ks have been around. It was rolled out in 1978 and it didn't really gain traction until the eighties. And I thought, I wonder what the max was when it was first rolled out. Because like in my working career, I think it's gone from something like 15,000 up to it'll be 22,000 next year. So I assumed in the early days, it must've been really low. And then it's increased every year. I was, I was like, oh, it probably started at 5,000, 8,000. I don't know. Uh, nope. <laughs> the original limit, the original maximum contribution to a 401k was $45,000. Can you imagine? The first few years, it was $45,000. And then um, it dropped down to 30,000. And then down to 7,000 in 1986. And then it's been climbing since then. They, they do like a cost of living or inflation adjustment. I'm not sure exactly how it works. Anyways, every year since then. So in 1986, it was 7,000. And then now for 2023, it's gone up to 22,500. And then presumably it will continue to go up unless there's some major legislative changes. I can't imagine it would ever be dropped down or like taken away because it's such a popular program. But Anyways, okay, that was another nice little, this is going to be a long episode for me. That was another little tangent, but so I'm super lucky. I now, I max out all of my text advantaged accounts and that's fantastic. I mean, I wish I could go back and tell past me like that thing that she thought was so impossible and so just wildly out of reach. And now that seems routine to be really honest with you, but I spent a lot of time on this like weird corner of the internet where this is not very remarkable. And it's kind of assumed that you're going to max out your tax advantage accounts, like at a minimum. And when I, it's funny, like I post my savings rate most months and almost every time someone asks me like, oh, does this count your 401k contributions? And I'm like, uh, yeah, like what? That's $20,000. I'm definitely counting that. I'm definitely giving myself credit for that $20,000. Why would I not? 
count that? Like, are there people out there not counting that? Like, they're just like, oh, it's just $20,000. Like, I won't even count it. So it's a huge chunk of the total that I invest every year. Anyways, um, so I saw the increases for the maximum contributions for 401k, IRA, and HSA for 2023. And like on one hand, I was pumped. I mean, higher limits for tax advantage accounts are a good thing for everyone. But then on the other hand, I do now think like maxing out my tax advantage accounts is the minimum that I should be doing. And so I just felt like the price of that went up and it became like more out of reach for me to feel like I'm doing more than what I think the minimum should be. Okay. So I have, I think I have two meta points here. Um, so zooming in, like there are these specific dollar amounts. I'm going to find some dollars to make sure I'm maxing out these accounts. Like I need to look around and find an extra couple thousand dollars and adjust my contributions, like make sure that I'm contributing that. And that's interesting. Like that's cool. But zooming out, I mean, it's just a reminder that like you can never really stop comparing yourself and whatever financial success looks like for you. Like you're probably like you can never stop comparing yourself to people who are just ahead of you. Like I thought the people who maxed out all their tax advantage accounts were just had made it. And then I started doing that and I was like, oh no, actually people who do that and like max out the mega backdoor Roth IRA, which I don't even have access to, but people who do that and then do taxable on top of that, like those people have really made it. And I'm sure if I hit that, I'd be like, well, actually the people who, I don't know, own a private island, like those are the people who have really made it. I'm just kidding. There's probably a pretty, pretty big leap between maxing out your tax advantage accounts and owning an island, but I just... I don't know. Like I follow this guy on Instagram who um, makes $750,000 a year. And that, that seems just staggering to me. I'm like, whoa, you could buy anything if you made that much money. But even he says that he feels behind when he compares himself to friends who work on Wall Street or like couples where both people earn that amount of a high salary. And like on the one hand, I'm like, dude, are you serious? You make $750,000 and you're not satisfied. Like you don't feel rich. That's bananas. And on the other hand, if five years ago me could see what today me is doing, like she wouldn't even believe it. She'd just be completely blown away. Like she, you know, just kind of like squeaked by maxing out her 401k. And today I'm like, I max out all of my tax advantage accounts and I put money into a taxable brokerage. And I'm paying on a gigantic mortgage, <laughs> which may or may not have been a good idea. And and like I mean, we as a household have donated almost $10,000 this year, but like it happens so slowly that all of that feels normal to me. Like I just said it, I don't know. I heard myself being like, I've done this and I've done that. And it felt like so weird to me to even be trying to toot my own horn about that because it feels normal. And I'm still comparing myself to people who are just ahead of me. I'm like, oh man, like that guy who makes 750K, he's really rich. I'm just like, getting by. I mean, I know I'm not just getting by, but like, it just feels so normal. It's kind of like lifestyle creep. Like you've heard people talk about lifestyle creep and you get a raise and your lifestyle inflates. Maybe you go out to eat more, you travel more and and that just starts to feel normal. And so this feels like investment creep, I guess. Like you just start investing more and more money and it just starts to feel normal and you don't even notice it. So, I mean, I don't listen, I've been talking for, I don't know, a little while. And I don't have, I don't know what my point is. I don't think I have a solution. I think the only thing that helps is trying to compare yourself to where you were, to where you were five or 10 years ago, like not anyone else. Like that's the only comparison to make, right? When I look around at some of my peers or other people I see online, like the only, that's what I keep coming back to is like five years ago, me would be just so excited. And 10 years ago, me, I, I don't think she'd even believe it. I don't think that she would think that was real. Cause 10 years ago, I mean, I was still in my twenties and I didn't even make $50,000 until I was in my thirties. So like, 
I would, yeah, I was not, I don't even think I knew what an IRA was then. I don't even think I knew what the 401k max was because it's, it's not like I was thinking about it. I wasn't like, oh, what's the most? I remember the first time too, someone told me they made too much money to contribute to an IRA. And I was like, what? That's not a thing. And then, yeah, no, it was a thing. It just wasn't on my radar. By the way, there's a way around that. It's a backdoor Roth IRA. So don't ever think you make too much, but that's a whole nother, I'm not going to go. We, I try to keep these episodes pretty short because it's just one person talking. So in any case, that's what I was thinking about this week. I'm like pretty pumped that the tax advantage limits are increasing, but also a little bit intimidated by it. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? I don't know. You tell me what you're thinking. You can find me almost every day on Instagram most days. That list gets loaded. Um, you can find me other places too, but in any case, that's what I was thinking. Tell me what you were thinking. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, you have a couple options. You could just enjoy that satisfaction quietly and privately. Keep it to yourself. But and just an idea. You could also share this with someone else who you think would like it. Just a thought. You do you. 